Hey everyone, this is the Borderlands Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Bethany. And we got some good stuff again for you today. Yeah. I, I always hope we have good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we, we do this like every other intro. Not every intro, but like every other intro. Yeah. Saying like, it's going to be good. And then each of us affirming, it is. We promise. <laughs> so what if we just start it? You know, it might be bad today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're getting into. No, we, what, we have. What are we talking about? We're talking about. Okay, we're, we're kind of continuing. So if you remember a couple of episodes ago, in episode three, all right, we were, so we had our intro episode talking about, you know, what is Borderlands, all of that fun stuff. And then we talked about questioning and engaging. Loved that episode. Such a good episode. That one, it's an early classic. <laughs> early classic. <laughs> you know, in like 10 episodes, we'll be, just kidding. Um, but then in episode three, we kind of talked about how we were going to be going in a direction for about four or five episodes Mm -hmm. and we are continuing that direction today. So we talked about the ordinary and the spiritual specifically talking about vocation in episode three. And then we moved into the sacred and secular divide, which ties into that same conversation. And then today we are, we're we're even, we're we're bringing those two conversations actually together. So we encourage you to listen to those. Because um, they're good. They're not prerequisites or something. As I was gonna say, you don't need to listen to them. but Right. But if you listen to this, go back and listen to those. Mm-hmm. And you actually would probably get a really good compliment when you listen to them. We are talking about elevating the spiritual today. So I'm going to need you to elaborate, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So elevating the spiritual and the sacred. And when we say this, because we're going to be talking about it, we don't mean this negatively. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can... You, you could hear this two minutes or so of our podcast and say, these people are heretics. They don't like the spiritual things. They're, I hope that's not what you're They're elevating getting, but... <laughs> whatever the opposite of spiritual is Yeah, and then turn it off. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about elevating things that are or even seem spiritual, things that might not be but seem spiritual mm-hmm. in a way that they shouldn't be. Yeah. So the same way... I remember learning this lesson really on as a kid um, when I, I almost distinctly remember the first time I ate a grape. I know that's <laughs> that like. That is the uh, most random thing I've ever heard come out of, out of your mouth. But I remember they were l- the little red grapes, but they were like the perfect time of year. So they're like really crisp. Interesting. Okay. And like delicious. But then I remember like I ate so many, I got sick. Oh. Because I just loved them. And I recognized that grapes are good, but too many grapes is really bad. So just because. So then, did you hate grapes? No, I still like grapes. Okay. I le- I learned the lesson instead of like throwing out the grapes, I threw out mm. eating too many. Okay. And I, I think that's the direction we're trying to go with this episode. We're not really trying to take away or critique things mm-hmm. and say like these are bad. Okay. It's it has a lot more to do with we want things elevated the proper way, and other things maybe not elevated. In. Like an improper way. Eat a handful of grapes instead of the whole bag. Yeah. All right. Very, like, very interesting like story. Eat a, eat a handful of grapes mm-hmm. alongside a balanced diet of protein, vegetables, and healthy fats. So the grape diet's probably not <laughs> probably no. not gonna go. <laughs> all sugar, all squish. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I- unless you have some like intro you want to bring in Bethany I'm going to jump right into something kind of I was just about to say academic almost oh 
I, Almost. I really want to go back to school. So take me to school, Eric. To school? <laughs> okay, I'm going to charge the same that your school charged, though. Is that fair? Is that fine? <laughs> That's fine. I haven't been paying them for two years. So. All right, moving on. <laughs> Bethany's getting nervous. Just kidding. So there is a... It technically still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in 2022, I looked up, there is... They call themselves a church. It's not a church. It's more like a library, like okay. school. Um, but there is a place that still exists and teaches what is called Gnosticism. Oh. So okay. this, if you say that doesn't sound like it's English, it's not. I was going to say, so what is Gnosticism? If you don't know what Gnosticism <laughs> is, it's spelled... With a G at the front, so if you want to even Google it, mm-hmm. G-N-O-S-T-I-C, Gnostic, Gnosticism. Mm-hmm. You can spell the rest. You can uh, spell the rest. So this was a pagan religion in the early early turn up, you know, from BCE to BC. Okay. Like around the time of Jesus, this was a very common pagan religion, even into the early 100s and 200s. And it is stemmed out of the meaning of the word gnosis, okay, so G-N-O-S-I-S, mm-hmm. so same word, different form, which means knowledge, okay? Okay. Are you, everyone, you follow along so far? Everyone getting Fo- there. You're there? You okay? Okay, so. I really feel like I'm at college. <laughs> I haven't started writing on the board just yet. <laughs> so it, it comes from the Greek word gnosis, and there there was a lot of different kind of forms of this in the same way today how there's a lot of different um, sex, S E C T S of Christianity. Mm-hmm. They're not like all. That's a tangent. They're not all bad, but like they don't all believe the exact same thing. Yeah, but they're close. Same way in Gnosticism, they didn't all believe the exact same thing, but they were close. Okay. Okay. So what they believe? They believed that each person has a spirit. Okay. Which which we believe that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Step one. Yeah. Not too far off. Step one. <laughs> um, but that every person's spirit has fallen and is now trapped. Fallen from like heaven? Fallen from the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm, Into okay. the material realm and is now stuck in a material body, mm-hmm. which is evil. Oh. Like material is, is bad. Why is the body specifically evil? Well, it, it's not just the body. It's anything physical. Mm. So like the, the world is evil. My body is evil. Oh. It's not spirit. So spirit is good, like physical, tangible is bad. That must be a tough religion to have practiced if everything around you is evil. Well, the the practice of the religion was to gain specific knowledge or gnosis. Mm-hmm. And the more knowledge you had, the closer you would get to escaping, essentially. Like being able to escaping the evil around you, being able to escape the evil around you and get back to your spirit, your spiritual being. Hmm. So there was a strand of Gnosticism that adopted. They did not adopt Christianity because by nature they can't. Yeah. Um, But they adopted a lot of Christian teachings and ideals and all that like brought it together into this. The word is syncretistic. Oh, Spell that. That's a fun word. S-Y-N-C-R-E-T-S. Close enough. <laughs> Tis. I see. I was close. There. Yeah, Syncretistic. Good. Okay. <laughs> I might have missed a T. Um, the beginning of the word is all I really know. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. 
Um, but syncretism is the practice of two things merging together, mm-hmm. which which is not like a like. It, so this Gnosticism and Christianity kind of merging. They merge. So yeah. so the syncretism in like its essence is not always a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. like you sync something up. Same concept. You know, you bring yeah. two things together. When you have like religions do that though, that can be kind of problematic. Yeah, that's kind of funky. So the 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 Gnostic version of Christianity believed that Jesus was the highest like knowledge bearer and came to earth to give humans knowledge to escape their bodies when they died. So if you have the knowledge from Jesus, when you died, you'll become spirit again. I I can see that slightly because he did come to, you know, give specific things and like you obviously have to have knowledge of Jesus, but not nec- like I'm assuming they kind of took it too far. <laughs> They, they took it very far. And, and I, I have notes on this. There's so much I'm not going to get into. Yeah. Because it, it gets. You're not going to get into the whole history of it, really? No. <laughs> it, it gets very, like, bizarre and how, like, it, it gets, like, oddly deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that it led to actually was a very common at the time, but very wrong heresy. Mm-hmm. In that they didn't believe that Jesus was fully God and fully man. Oh. Because. Oh, because the body's evil. Because the body's evil oh. and the spirit is good. So they they believed. Sorry, there was a lot of these heresies way back when. Um, they believed that he was fully spirit and I think looked like a man. Interesting. Okay. Or like he looked like he had a physical what, body. What a weird thing to be hung up on, though. For me, at least, like well, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It it comes down to like, what's your you know base understanding? If the mm-hmm. base understanding is it's evil, well, Jesus is good. He right. can't have a body, or like it. The the essence of the heresy, it's called docetism, is that the two, the body and the spirit of Christ were not the same. Mm-hmm. They were they were two, um, which I believe the Greek root for two is in there. So, why do you bring? Why do I bring this up? I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, so. Well, <laughs> Just a step ahead. <laughs> because I think um, in some ways, this still exists in the church today. That is a big statement. I was just about I to know. say, I want to come up with a better question than, than this, but why? <laughs> well, I almost said because it is. That's not an answer. <laughs> because... While we, while I don't know, I really have never met anyone that claims Gnosticism Mm -hmm. as a religion or that Jesus is the supreme being that's brought me the Gnosis to return to my state of eon Mm -hmm. as spirit. Wow, it sounded a little culty right there. It did. Oh, I have all the cult words written (laughs) down. Oh, gosh. There's a lot. Um, Just because no one does that doesn't mean there aren't some things that don't correlate. Mm -hmm. So have you ever heard the phrase... Um, the higher self. Yeah. Like I'm going to try to like, like, that's like in yoga a lot. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And the re part of the reason I see that I don't know a lot about all religions, Mm -hmm. but I know yoga, it's very Eastern religions, you know, Asian religions. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of both Buddhism. They would really go. I think a lot of yoga is in Buddhism actually. 
Maybe. Um, not like the physical practice because I do yoga, but I worship Jesus. Yeah. I don't worship Buddha. But that concept of Buddha is to elevate yourself beyond the physical mm-hmm. and reach nirvana. Right. And so it, it is similar, but I, even just like the general practice of like elevating my mind, elevating myself. Yeah. Like that's a really common phrase. And I think a lot of people do that. They focus on Jesus as like a ticket out. So like, oh. I just need to accept Jesus so I can escape this world. Well, there's also that, you know, fire and brimstone kind of thing that you're like scared into yes. believing. Yeah. Yeah. And in some sense that even, so it's interesting you bring that up because even in some sense that views the world as totally evil. Yeah. And that's evil true. and fallen are two different things. Yeah. I, I want to say that. Um, I, I do believe that you know, we're fallen, the world is fallen, but fallen and evil aren't the same thing. Mm-hmm. Evil can't be redeemed. Yeah. Fallen can. Right. So a lot of that fire and brimstone, like, accept Jesus. So, you, you know, you know where you're going to go when you die and like the gospel ends there. Mm-hmm. That is very like the world is evil. We got to get out of here. Yeah. And that is, it isn't Gnostic, but it sounds so similar. It also kind to of, me. yeah, I see that. It, Cause what I was thinking is also, it kind of makes it seem like you don't have a job to do when you're here. Hmm. You know, like it's like, okay, if you, the only point is, to, you know, ascend to your higher self and oh, yeah. ascend to have, like, what is the whole point of us being here? You know? Yeah, I I love, you use the word job, it made me think of purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I Yeah, know, I didn't mean, like, career No, I know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes when people say there's no job, you know, they're talking about, like, mission, like, I have mm-hmm. to, you know, save the world for Jesus. But purpose, yeah. But yeah, there's no purpose. Like, I'm just here waiting to not be here anymore. Right. And I'm just going to make the best of it while I am. And A, I don't think that's what Jesus talks about. I don't think that's what Christianity is about. But like, as I was learning this about Gnosticism, I just kept thinking like, this sounds so similar to so many things people teach Mm -hmm. in the church today. That's really interesting. And then I'm going to push this just a little bit further. And then I want to bring you back. Um, even the idea of like when we talk about growing closer to Jesus, how often are we talking about attaining more knowledge? Mm-hmm. Like I want to go closer to Jesus. So I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to do more Bible studies. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to attend more conferences. How often is our growing closer to Jesus knowledge based rather than emotion based or spiritual based? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to pray or physical based i'm gonna take care of my body yeah because i can connect with god that way too which like reading your bible bible studies none of that's bad obviously (laughs) just to (laughs) preface that (laughs) not at all but if that's all you're doing is gaining more knowledge then you're missing such a key component yeah I, i i know so many people they talk about not being able to talk about jesus because they don't know enough Mm. and i i think that is not just a mistake because it misses out on the person's story, but it, it it misses the direction. Yeah. The key direction is not having all the key texts and arguments and systematic theologies down. Mm-hmm. It's knowing what Jesus did. Yeah. And knowing what he's done to you. And in our notes, Bethany, I, I love you wrote this 
it's like, you know, a fake quote. Like, if I just know more, I'll be closer to the Lord. Yeah, which is like, that. Would, that's not the point. <laughs> right. It, it's the most, uh, as someone described, it's the most like mind on a stick mm-hmm. theology. Like We're just brains on a stick. Yeah. Which we are way more than that. This reminds me of, I was talking to a friend, um, and it was actually when the pandemic kind of first started. Okay. And we were talking about just, you know, everything we were going through and just, you know, crazy, mm-hmm. unprecedented times <laughs> that we were living in. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, like, if it wasn't for the Lord, like, I would not be getting through this right now mm-hmm. because, like, I just wouldn't, you know, be able to. And my friend was like, yeah, see, I just, I I don't do religion because there's no, uh, like, emotion in that for me. Like, she's like, I'm much more of like a cerebral person. Like, I just have to like mm. think about everything. And to me, like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm like, I get that for sure. Yeah. Cause I'm also kind of like, I'm definitely a thinker. You and I are oh, both yeah. oh, thinkers. Yeah. 100%. Um, but I feel like religion specifically and Christianity specifically, it's so emotion based. Cause if you were just basing it off facts, like, Okay, that's one thing. But if there's no relationship there, what mm-hmm. is there's nothing there. Yeah, and I, I think I, I think I fell into this trap when I was a younger Christian because I am such a cerebral person. Mm-hmm. Like I I devour books. I love thinking and reading and it's like a game to see how much I can remember. That's why this topic is so funny to me that you and I are talking about oh, yeah. it. <laughs> it's like the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. It's like, okay. Great. <laughs> This is us. Um, but at the same time, I missed so much. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think I fell into the trap because I didn't know what real relationships looked like. So my relationship with Jesus looked like all my other relationships. Yeah. And all those relationships were all cerebral. Mm-hmm. Like we're friends. We're in the same classes. We do the same things. We're right next to each other. Yep. And then as I went through college and fell in love, got married, have like real friendships now it's like there's so much more like sometimes i just need to sit next to a person and that's more than me giving like that's more valuable than any advice yeah and that like you can't think your way into like just being present Mm -hmm. that's a (laughs) that's a body thing this i i shouldn't tell this story but i'm gonna do it anyways i used to think what i was looking for in like my future partner or whatever like, when, you know, how people be like, oh, what qualities are you looking for? And like yeah. a spouse or whatever, you know, yeah. I would always say like intelligence would top my list <laughs> because like I was like, I just want to have like intellectual conversations all the time and like <laughs> always be challenged and like all of this stuff. And then I'm like, now that I'm getting older, I'm like, what about compassion <laughs> or like honesty? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I always said intelligence as like my first quality. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 okay. I immediately, I'm stumbling over this cause it's like hitting me as I'm trying to say it. As you told that story, it made me think of like this whole Gnostic religion and like if Jesus was the carrier of this knowledge, they would have to trust him that he was even telling the truth. Right. Which is a more like emotional, spiritual concept than it is an intellectual concept. Mm-hmm. I don't think trust. I feel trust. Yeah. I experience trust. So like, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Thanks, Eric. No, you did. <laughs> no, it's true. I just, I didn't know what this topic was until you brought it up. 
obviously, because who knows Gnosticism except for <laughs> aircraft. Um, I was in a bi- a Sunday school at a church. Okay, this wasn't. I was it was during college, but I wasn't in college. Mm-hmm. And the Sunday school professor taught on Gnosticism. On are you was, kidding? That me? was the first time I heard about it. What in the world? It was in a church Sunday school. It it was a very unique church. Obviously, that like. <laughs> Half the staff and volunteers had PhDs. That's amazing. In, like, I want to go to church, church and religion. As and we're like, talking about knowledge, <laughs> I'm like, I want to go there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. that's really funny. Um, but this also reminds me of just we. I think we talked about this in the last the last episode or the second to last episode. Um, that there's a video. What was the YouTube video called that you brought up? Shoot Christians say. Shoot I know exactly Christian what you're say. talking about. Thank you so much. <laughs> You but should it, look it up. It's basically like the Christianese of like, yes. you know, of what people talk about. And that's also kind of what I thought about when you brought this up of like, you know, you just have to know more and you'll be closer to the Lord. Like you have to know when to stand up mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, when to raise your hand and when to repeat back. And, you know, what's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven Like <laughs> <laughs> you just, you have to have all this stuff memorized in order, you know, for you to be like a good Christian. And it's like, that's not the case at all. Yeah. I, I lo- okay. Hey, I love that you said Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know. Uh, <laughs> Cause that, that's a pet peeve of mine. Um, mostly because people don't know Jeremiah 29, one through 10. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> and there's, there's some pieces of it that like would convict you mm-hmm. if, okay, if you're claiming verse 11, you got to claim one through 10. Yeah. Um, some things that would convict you. And then I think other things that would be really enlightening. So I had a professor who talked about, or she was um, very like theology of place mm-hmm. professor, which we'll talk about in the future. And her favorite verse, I believe is Jeremiah 29, seven through eight. Ooh, and it said, um, essentially be focused on the welfare of the city and mm-hmm. care for the place God has planted you. And oh, so I love that. Right. So like, as you, as we're even talking about this, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, God has good plans for me. And oftentimes that means I'm just escaping going to heaven or like everything will be good mm-hmm. and great. That's four like he's verse- actually calling you where you are. Right. Four verses ahead. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, wherever I planted you, which context is in exile. They were mm-hmm. not in the nation of Israel. They were in Babylon or yeah. further now. Okay. Wherever I've placed you, take care of that city. Love that place. I love that. And so they're like in my head, there's this contrast between the Christianese, Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a fine verse. Yeah. Okay. And it sounds a lot like Romans 8, 28. So check that one out too. <laughs> but when we just claim that instead of like, hey, I'm going to read all of Jeremiah 29. I love this verse so much. I want to know what else God is saying. Yeah. Like we're moving past that Christianese, just that like the knowledge of being a Christian, you know, things that I'm imagining just this like file cabinet of like, okay, this is what I got to learn because I'm a Christian now instead of like, let me just follow Jesus and see what the Lord has to say and like keep following him the more I can. And I'm sure that like the, you know, file cabinet of all the things you have to know, like that probably scares people who are entering a church for the first time who are thinking, well, I'm going to go here because my friend invited me, but I really don't know what to expect. And then they walk in and they're like, wait a minute, you guys all know how to do this. What What do I do? Like, yeah. I'm different. I, you know, I don't know all the lingo, so I right. must be the worst person ever. Yeah, and so there, I, I do think there's some positive to the lingo. I'm not critiquing oh, that totally sure. either. Um, it is always helpful to know when to sit and to stand. Yes. <laughs> but like the, there's a difference between... We'll tell you though. Yeah, there's a difference <laughs> between like, this is like, 
the religion is understanding these things and these are just a part of what we do. Mm-hmm. Again, difference. Yeah. That's why that video was so funny because mm-hmm. there's a there's a span for like 10 seconds where they just throw out like one word youth group titles. I was just about to say that is my favorite part <laughs> Yellow, of the orange, entire neon, video. Green, 722, <laughs> Ignite, Fire, Alive. And it, they just go Which on. It's funny because I've literally, like, there are multiple youth groups in this area that are, are those names. It cracks me up every yes, time. Yes, it, it's so good. But it's like, they're nice guys. I've actually met them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I did meet them. And they were at Big Stuff with me. But oh, th- nice. this made me. This whole like, Christianese, it makes me even think of this other concept, which this is not a very common concept. Okay. So this is something like. You keep throwing out these things to I, me. I know. <laughs> but this is actually something when I first heard about it, I Googled it and I could not find it. Mm-hmm. It's that like, not obscure, but like, it's just not that well known. Okay. So I learned about this my senior year of college and then it actually just resurfaced uh, six months ago, I think in a class that I'm in hmm. and it's called bounded set thinking versus centered set thinking okay and i don't believe it it may be but there's a chance that it's not even like a purely christian concept okay but once you hear it you'll very much dare you bring up a concept that's not christian (laughs) listen to our last episode bethany (laughs) just kidding Um, when you hear it you'll very much understand how like again i'm just not certain i don't remember the guy's name i have uh i have the story tabbed in my computer but the difference like bounded set Mm-hmm. thinking or bounded set theology is where I'm actually going to take it is literally draw like in your mind, draw a circle. Okay. Okay. Christians are inside the circle. Non-Christians are outside the circle. Okay. And so many people talk about getting others from outside the circle into, into the, the circle. circle. Yeah. That is, so that's bounded set theology, bounded set thinking. Okay. And that's really a lot of what we're talking about right now. This Christianity is like, Hey, come in here. You need to learn mm-hmm. when to stand. You need to learn Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You need to learn, you know, the thi- like the stuff. Right. Okay. Versus it's like the guidebook. Yeah. You, you <laughs> need you need to know the words to say and what to think. Like, are you having a bad day? Say, I'm struggling. Are you like having a good day? Just say, Well, God's blessing me right now. I was gonna say I'm blessed. Oh I'm my blessed. gosh. <laughs> it's a thing. It is. Okay. And I I've said I'm struggling and I am blessed. Those are true, but again, yeah. uh, follow us, please. Versus centered set theology, which play, has a center, okay? And Jesus is the center. Mm-hmm. And instead of drawing a circle around him, getting people in and out of the circle, mm-hmm. it's all about arrows. Like, are you moving closer to the center or further from the center? Mm. Whether you know all the Christianese or you just heard the word Christian today, are you moving closer to the center or further? Mm-hmm. And we too often, we make these lines these boundaries these bounds yeah. bounded set around the church around jesus around our spiritual lives and they're all focused on knowledge and i said a prayer or i did this or you know i was at a camp so my spiritual life was like really really strong but now it's just really hard when mm-hmm. i'm you know not there whatever it is it's like an in or an out thinking versus i'm just getting closer to jesus yeah because i don't care how old i get I want to be getting closer. Yeah. There is You're no... never going to stop trying to, you know, reach perfection. We're never going to get there. Yeah. There's no line. But there's yeah. no, like the finish line is like, okay, I, I'm shaking Jesus' hand or giving say, him a I'm hug. I'm in heaven. Like... Like, like Jesus and I are embracing yeah. finish line. That mm-hmm. That's the only finish line. So I, I think that's just really interesting to think about. And I'll probably bring that up a lot. Yeah. Because... 
we, we talk about living in a post-Christian era, mm-hmm. but a lot of us think and experience our faith, A, as if it's not a post-Christian. It's, we Honestly, a lot of times I feel like we exist as if we're in a pre-Christian era. So what do you mean by post-Christian? Okay. I, we'll put, oh, we'll put sorry. A pin, no, we'll put a pin in this. I <laughs> want to come back to it. So what do I mean by post-Christian? Mm-hmm. So these, are, these aren't actually theology terms. Mm-hmm. Like they connect to theology, but they're very socio-political. Yeah. Uh, it's the, in the same category as like modern, postmodern, yeah, uh, Renaissance. So art, <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, so like to be post-Christian essentially means the entire or a majority of the entire population knows what Christianity is. Mm-hmm. So in a you you can easily imagine a, a non-Christian or an un-Christian space, uh, and I say that as like a neutral concept, like they're unchristian. They have no idea who Jesus is. If you say the Bible, they say, what's that? Yeah. There's not many places in the world that are like yeah, that. Unreached is yeah. another word for it. And then, so after, after someone, um, shares or reveals, you know, expresses, you know, who Jesus is, you know, then it's a, a potentially a Christian area. People are going to church mm-hmm. or whatever that community looks like praying, reading scripture, but then the spectrum actually continues to move and then it turns into what's called post-Christian where the majority of people aren't necessarily Christian, Mm. but at least in my opinion, most people know a lot of the Christianese, even those who are not part of it. So if you go to your friend and say, do you have an opinion about the church or do you have an opinion about Jesus? Whether they're a Christian or not, they probably have an answer. Yeah. And that's because they're in a post-Christian society. Yes, society. Space. Okay. Interesting. So why bring this up? We bring... It's not just me. We bring (laughs) it up because I I think a lot of us, we, when we have that bounded set thinking, we're like believing that everyone actually thinks the Bible has authority and everyone thinks that Jesus is actually good. Mm -hmm. And if we just told them who Jesus is, they would finally figure it out and get inside the circle. Right. But it's like they might already know. They might already so know and have said, no thanks. Yeah. Then what? So that's where I would say that centered set thinking comes in. We're like, hey, we just just arrows to the center. Mm-hmm. More arrows to the center. It's not like they just have to cross a line. Exactly. That's not, yeah. So, some people like, for, for me, like, yeah, I remember when I was baptized. I remember when I prayed a prayer and accepted Christ, but there was a lot of wandering that happened mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. And there really wasn't a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm back in the church. I That's feel- so true. It was just like, no, I'm like, I deeply care about this. And it's very like tangible in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've come back around. Yeah. And, and to bring this full circle before I, I, I can see you have something to say. It's okay. Um, Keep going. It, it won't <laughs> be long. Um, I didn't come back around because I read more books. I didn't come back around because I said the prayer again or because I finally heard the right sermon. I didn't come around because of knowledge. I came around because of emotion. And I think I lost my way because I limited my Christian faith to knowledge. (sighs) Eric, (laughs) what's hilarious is 
yesterday, Eric and I were talking and I was just like, wow, we are like the same person. Like it freaks me out sometimes. <laughs> and like sometimes when he says things, I'm like, yeah, wow, I've really thought that for years. And I'm just <laughs> realizing that that's kind of crazy. Um, that was one of them. So thank you for that. Um, no, I was just going to say, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about questioning that when I went to college, like I went through a phase where I was just questioning like mm-hmm. yeah. how I was raised and like what I believed and all of that kind of stuff. Like, is this still the path I want to go down? And, you know, and I'm realizing now that the reason I came back to the church, because I, I mean, when I was in college, I probably went to church maybe like if I wasn't back home. Mm-hmm. Maybe like five times in yeah. like four years, you know, yeah. it was, it was not very much. And I started to think like, you know, is this really what I want? And I came back because of emotion and the relationship that I have with the Lord. Like mm. if there yeah. was, if it was just because I was like, well, I already learned all this information. I might as well keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no point in that. Yeah. <laughs> that is, wow. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, and I think, I know we've like hedged this podcast a couple of times with saying, don't think this, don't think that. Mm-hmm. I, I love knowledge. Me too. Like I'm getting my master's right now. I want to get my master's. I decided, <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided to go for the four-year seminary degree instead of the one-year, the two-year, which is a thing. Mm-hmm. I picked the toughest school because I, I love it. Yeah. So I, I'm really not trying to bash on it. I'm bashing on everything lim- being limited yeah. to knowledge, being limited to the mind. And, and that's why I brought up the Gnosticism concept because they limited everything to knowledge mm-hmm. and the spiritual and, and how a, a really easy and tangible way that we see this in our everyday is how we elevate. I think we talked about this in the vocation episode just to hear. Yeah. We elevate the role of clergy. Mm-hmm. So ministers of any kind. Right. And how so many either self-proclaimed or, you know, others look at them and say like, that's the highest calling. Yeah. And it is, it is a high calling. It is a unique calling. Scripture talks about that, but it's kind of like a tangible way that we kind of can see that we're elevating something above, I think what God has called. Mm -hmm. We're, We're all, we are all a Royal priesthood. Yeah. You know, we're all saints and, but just because you are a pastor of a church doesn't mean that, you know, you don't need to also, you know, learn and grow as well. Yeah. And I, I think uh, I just I just listened to a podcast on, during my drive today and they were talking about how a lot of pastors are wanting to leave the, the church or not the church, leave their role, mm-hmm. uh, maybe leave the churches they're in, um, which is not what we're talking about. But he talked about how there's a lot of pastors who are staying in their positions, but they're not acting as pastors anymore. Oh. And how too often, like they're accepting the paycheck, you know, they're doing the job, but they're not actually pastoring you know, they're hmm. doing other things. And, you know, this goes, sorry, church history. This goes <laughs> all the way back to you know, probably the second round or third round of bishops, you know, generation of bishops, mm-hmm. you know, in the early church in the 200s or so that people would just kind of get the role and stick with it. But I, I think you make the point that just as like there are deep, deep spiritual callings and ties to non-ministry jobs. Yeah, 100%. There's also like a lot of ministry jobs that haven't even fulfilled that deep calling in wow. the, like in that person. You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. 
Because, I mean, it you can... It can be true. Um, yeah. 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 It's not... I feel like a lot of the things we say, we have to be like, okay, but we don't mean this 100%. Yeah, well, that's how... The gray area, you call, call it. That, that's know? where we are. The borderlands. This is the borderlands. <laughs> we are the in-between. We're not the extremes. No, definitely not. So, I know we kind of talked about this... I think last episode too. Like like we said, there's a continuation that we're yeah, doing. This is a long conversation. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I also I I think people tend to think like with that knowledge comes like the only way that the Lord can speak to you is through like reading your Bible or mm. through like listening to worship music or through yeah. like your pastor on a Sunday. Like there's no other way that you can like communicate with God or grow your relationship if it's not in these specific areas. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> I don't know. I've heard the Lord through many different things. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. So many things. A specific thing for you, Eric? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were going to share a story. <laughs> we're, we're on top of this, You were guys. like, so many things. <laughs> yeah, no, so many. And I'm just like sitting here sifting. So I'll, I'll try to share like one or two like short things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I intentionally, last episode, we talked about the sacred secular divide. You know, and we talked about rap music. And I do like rap music in itself. Lord, talk to me through a little way. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Well, okay, not him. I don't listen to him. Um, but a lot of times people will, I, I bring this one up on purpose because mm-hmm. of the connotation that rap has. Yeah. And a lot of it's not great. There's a lot of negative things. But the Lord has kind of spoken to me through that. If you take rap and like look at a lot of the lyrics from a different perspective mm-hmm. and how like this is the base of this person's outlook on life or the theology from where they That's came true. from. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I may not agree with. And instead of being self-righteous and saying they're wrong, like this is awful. Like mm-hmm. I'm better than them. I'm never going to listen to this trash instead turning it around and kind of seeing it as like a look into someone's space God, that's where their mind is. That's where their heart well, that, is. That's where their mind yeah. and heart is. And I've been convicted like, hey, do you care about those people? Mm-hmm. Do you care about the ones that don't look, sound, think, care, want, love, or live like you in any way? Mm-hmm. And there's a conviction like if I don't care for even them, okay, who do I really care for? Yeah. And, and another little example that's a little bit more more personal even. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I, I was given a, a Nintendo switch for my birthday, which is a unique thing. Eric loves um, a switch. I do. <laughs> it, it's been, it's been a growth, uh, a growth in me to like be able to release and have fun like that. And in that process. Okay. So we talked about this gaming system. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure the average audience that they make this for is like 14. Okay. Fair. A 14 year old. You're 14, right? <laughs> Almost. Um, <laughs> Which some of the games aren't um, for that age group, but most of them are. And it's interesting to me because there was a time I was like walking through all this stuff and, and it's a whole long story, but I got a game and I felt weird about it. And like God spoke to me through that bizarre moment as I was holding this video game in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to me about like a deep wound that I'd had for probably 20 years. And from a video game, from a video, like, I wasn't even playing the game. It was like the purchasing of a game. Hmm. And again, that was just the tip of the iceberg. But like, you can't tell me that standing in a parking lot outside of a video game store is a... It's a normal spot. a traditionally (laughs) spiritual place. Mm -hmm. It's not. 
I mean, the parking lot had cracks in it. I'm just kidding. That doesn't matter. I was like, you what? Know, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even look spiritual mm-hmm. is kind of what it's going for. Yeah. That joke did not land. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't look, feel, seem like none of my, like, this is spiritual triggers were going off. Mm-hmm. Yet the Holy Spirit was definitively there in that moment. Yeah. And that like pushed me in my growth for the next six months. Wow. From a video game. From that moment. That's awesome. That Yeah. Just that little thing. I always talk about, and I actually, I talked about this a little bit last episode, but there is that poetry book that I love that, you know, isn't normally like mm-hmm. spiritual, but every time I read it, like just really speaks to me, you know, but yeah. there's also, um, my favorite musical artist, Ben Howard, shout out Ben, if you're listening to this podcast, I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> he will never, but, um, I actually got one of the lyrics of his songs tattooed on me a few years back, which my mom was so happy about, <laughs> <laughs> But I got the I got the lyrics. We all live our lives in the confines of fear, which normally when people read that, they think, oh, that sounds really depressing, (laughs) which is like fair. Um, (laughs) But the the song, it's called The Fear, um, is basically just about like. Worrying that we're all kind of going through the same things in life and like Mm. just worrying about time and all of that kind of stuff. But it. To me, like, when I first listened to it, it was so comforting to be like, wait a minute, other people think this too, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, okay, other people worry about worry, like, (laughs) just (laughs) in general, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I've always loved that song. Anytime I turn it on, I always feel, you know, just really gets me. So I was driving to work today, Mm -hmm. and I've been in a bit of a mood Eric knows this. I've <laughs> been in a bit of a mood the past few weeks. And I turned this album on. It's The album from him is called Every Kingdom. And I just blasted the music. And then that song came on. And I literally just, like, start screaming the lyrics, like, driving down <laughs> the road. Like, I had, like, my hands right. Like, I was just, like, feeling it. And I was like, thanks, God. Yeah. I just, I really needed that. And... Like, I just felt like in that moment, he was like, here you go, you know? Yeah. And that was a little bit more, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Like, I've I've obviously heard that song a million times, but, like, the Lord can work through a song, a mm-hmm. video game, a cracked parking lot. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to let you live that one down. <laughs> he, can, he can work through anything. It doesn't have to be a specific verse in the Bible or just worship music or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that hits the nail on the head. Yeah, I, I really do. That's the second time you've told me that this episode. Well, I'm just it's good at true. I'm just good at hitting nails. <laughs> you should be a contractor. <laughs> I'm actually really terrible at it, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I, I, I'm glad. I think we're gonna stop there. Yeah, uh, we would love for you. We'd love for you to go back and listen to the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, we st- we're still in the middle of this trajectory, so there's more in this conversation there to is, come up. And I'm very excited. Yeah, so we, we, we have lo- to cut ourselves off. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we have to stop. Otherwise, if if we go past like 50 minutes, it's basically going to be three hours. Yeah. So <laughs> for your sake, um, we'll stop now. But like, subscribe, share this. Uh, our listener base is growing slowly, yeah. which is fun. Um, but we're glad that you are listening. And we hope you keep listening. Yeah, keep listening. Keep because we got some good stuff coming. Yeah, t- take this to 
the dinner table. Take this to the coffee shop. You know, talk Tell about someone what Gnosticism is and you will there sound you so smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gnosticism, syncretism, and go back to... There's a third... I thought there was a third big word, but I forget what it was. The different... Um, Founded set thinking yeah. and centered set thinking. Yeah. There, Talk see, about all that. On the, on the podcast episode about everything's not about knowledge, we just highlighted three like knowledge things. <laughs> oh, so gosh. Wow. We're on yeah. top of this. Uh, tell them how this made you feel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get the other areas in life involved. You know, we're, oh. we care about everyone and everything. But yeah, keep, keep going. Maybe pray over some of this. Not like pray over us, but like ask God, like, where like ask the question where do i need this in my life yeah like like where am i maybe elevating something too far or too much mm-hmm. you know wh- where do i need to come away from knowledge and into my emotion or into my spirit or into mm-hmm. you know the physical pieces of me yeah where, where do i need to go with that because so. that's where you're going to get the answer is asking yeah 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 knowledge yeah. knowledge is beneficial but it's not everything. Yeah. It's not everything. All right. We will talk to you yeah. guys next time. 